Hello and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. And if you aren't sick of talking about Twitch and Dr. Disrespect just yet, well, then I've got a video for you. First, I want to thank everybody that has followed the Twitch Band's Dr. Disrespect playlist here on the Hoglaw YouTube channel through Virtual Legality, because even though I have covered this now in a dozen videos, I can't catch everything that goes on here. Now, the most recent video that I did was Dr. Disrespect talking about three new cadets and his feelings on whether or not Twitch is effectively pretextually banning him in order to free up the money that they would have otherwise spent on his exclusivity contract to bring in folks like Ninja, Logic, and Shroud. Now, you don't have to agree with Dr. Disrespect on that. You could think that Twitch has something real on him or that Dr. Disrespect has been wronged. None of that matters for that particular conversation. What does matter is that Twitch is taking actions to really shun and make a pariah out of Dr. Disrespect as well as the other folks that are banned on their channel in a very interesting way. And people brought this up to me because it happened before all of the things that Dr. Disrespect said on his stream last week. I've brought up a video now from Esports Talk, which has been featured in this series before, called Will Nadeshot Be Banned? Having Dr. Disrespect on his Twitch channel. Now, this is from early September. So early last month, Nadeshot, which is apparently a very popular Twitch streamer, and I apologize for those of you that are very much into Twitch and competitive gaming on that platform. While I talk about these things from a legal and business perspective, I don't know all these personalities. I'm not regularly following uh, Twitch or even social media to talk about these people. And Dr. Disrespect as an issue was really only brought up to me due to the silence of his ban and seeing it reported in various outlets that I was checking out. But suffice it to say, Nadeshot actually talked to Dr. Disrespect on his Twitch stream. And a lot of people started thinking, well, is he actually going to be punished for this? Because Twitch has, in the past, punished folks for engaging in what they call essentially suspension evasion. So they've suspended Dr. Disrespect at this point in time. And I brought up the community guidelines that you can see on your screen. These were last modified on September 22nd, 2020. And we're going to talk about the actual modifications that were made here because they do appear to be in response to Dr. Disrespect and this specific circumstance where Nadeshot didn't organize to actually compete with Dr. Disrespect, didn't set up a four-hour stream with Dr. Disrespect and in other ways uh, violate the Twitch terms of service or otherwise make Twitch mad, Dr. Disrespect was playing in a tournament for Call of Duty Warzone and was matched up with Nadeshot at some point in time, and he allowed Dr. Dis Disrespect to talk. Now, before this all happened, Twitch's only real community guidelines on a topic like this, this is as updated from April of this year, was the following. All suspensions are binding until expiration or removal upon appeal. Any attempt to circumvent an account suspension or chat ban by using other accounts, identities, personalities, or presence on another user's account will also result in suspension. Suspension evasion will not only increase the length of suspension, but may lead to an indefinite suspension. Now, if you're a lawyer, or if this just isn't your first time in virtual legality, you can look at this language and you can say, well, there are a couple of things that we can note about this. One, it doesn't really talk about the third party. It isn't really talking in this hypothetical about the nade shots of the world. It's talking about the Dr. Disrespects. Any attempt to circumvent an account suspension, Dr. Disrespect was suspended by using other accounts, identities, personalities, or presence on another user's account will also result in suspension. That appears to be targeted 
at the original party that was suspended. And you see it referenced twice here in a kind of vague way, suggesting that normally suspensions aren't permanent. Every indication has been that Dr. Disrespect's ban from Twitch is permanent, but normally they are of a certain time frame. You saw that with President Trump earlier this year. It was 30 days or 60 days or something along those lines. Dr. Disrespect was banned permanently, but this sentence while being described in a kind of passive voice manner where it doesn't actually tell you whose suspension it will result in, doesn't actually talk about the party that is running the other account. Presence on another user's account doesn't apply to Nadeshot. It's presence on his own account, and he's not suspended. And then it says suspension evasion will not only increase the length of suspension, but may lead to an indefinite suspension. Again, seemingly talking about the party that was suspended in the first place because Nadeshot in this example isn't evading anything. He's just talking to Dr. Disrespect that the world knows has been suspended, but that maybe not everybody would know. And we'll talk about that as an issue as well. But this became something that Twitch wound up highlighting. I've pulled up an article now from Sports Kita that is titled Twitch Changes Policy After Dr. Disrespect Plays on Stream with Nadeshot and Snoop Dogg. The controversy began when Dr. Disrespect moved forward in this tournament, Vicstar's Warzone Showdown, and ended up in the same lobby and match as Crim6 and Nadeshot. The latter two did not mute Dr. Disrespect. Apparently, the history here has been that if Dr. Disrespect shows up in your lobby, is in a tournament, that these streamers on Twitch had been muting him. Nadeshot decided not to talk to him. And therefore, the doc was being played through another stream and appearing on the platform. As described in this article, this is a problem for Twitch because it had permanently banned Dr. Disrespect and him appearing on other streams is a breach of terms of service. Now, we've looked at this question in the past. We looked at it just now. There aren't really good targets at the actual party, the nade shot here actually having violated the guidelines. We've also talked about Twitch in the past and said that that really doesn't matter because they have this umbrella term up top that says we at Twitch reserve the right to suspend any account at any time for any conduct that we determine to be inappropriate, with Twitch being the final judge, jury, and executioner for what inappropriate means on their platform. In this case, Twitch can say, hey, we think streaming Dr. Disrespect in a tournament on your channel is inappropriate and do something about it or we will suspend you and because of the nature of working through a third-party platform, the nade shots of the world will have to make their choice. We'll have to listen to that or find employment elsewhere. We've talked about third-party platforms before, especially when we did a lot of videos on YouTube and Kappa. This is the inherent danger in building any kind of livelihood on a platform that you don't control. It's one of the reasons that Dr. Disrespect, in response to getting banned from Twitch, started talking about funneling video through his own website, eventually landed on YouTube, but if something were to happen on YouTube, he'd have to find another home. He doesn't control the YouTube platform. He didn't control the Twitch platform. And that's something that is inherently problematic for all of these kinds of streaming influencers. The folks that really make a lot of money, that really make their livelihood on these platforms is that they can be draconian. They use ambiguous language like this. And I know a lot of you have come into this series on Dr. Disrespect and said Twitch can't do that if they don't have a good reason. And I've talked to people in comments, but one thing that I would say is that Twitch can absolutely do that. Anybody can do anything. A contract doesn't change the way a party behaves. All it does is set the terms of penalty for certain behaviors. So if Twitch can't show that it was a good breach, if they can't make a good argument behind the scenes to the Dr. Disrespect team, then Dr. Disrespect can go and extract maybe all of the money that was owed to him. But that's basically the end of the story. 
The contract can't force Twitch to not do it. It's not a magic shield. It is essentially a penalty provision that sets the terms of engagement for if you do bad act X. And I think it's important to remember that Twitch always reserves these kind of rights. So yes, it's a problem for them, but do they have the right tools in their tool belt? Twitch apparently determined on September 22nd, as we saw from that date, that they did not have those protections. As they noted, clarification to the suspension evasion policy as of September 22nd. Rules regarding playing with other banned streamers live have already been implemented on Twitch. The problem now is that Dr. Disrespect was permanently suspended, and no one to this day is sure why. At the very least, people know why, but there are no official statements on what caused Dr. Disrespect to be banned. Because of that, it's likely hard to justify banning another high-profile streamer for not muting Dr. Disrespect on their Twitch stream. The critical thing to note here is also the specific circumstance of the matter. Based on how Twitch refers to it, the problem in question is called suspension evading, as we just talked about. If Nadeshot were to let Dr. Disrespect stream with him for hours on end, that would likely end with the former Nadeshot being banned. Although, as we looked at this language, even that wasn't specifically very clear because it wasn't really targeted at Nadeshot as much as it was targeted at Dr. Disrespect or the other banned party, if you're looking at this from a different side of things. In this case, streamers were placed in a situation through a tournament where they had to play with Dr. Disrespect. They probably could have muted him. We saw that other folks were muting him, but that goes along with the murky details of his ban. No one is sure how severe his ban is or why they would need to mute him. Now that Twitch is aware of this and the waters have been tested, it's unlikely that any more high-profile Twitch streamers will try their luck in this matter. And I think that's completely accurate, and it's one of the things that I want to talk about, because we're going to look at the rules in just a second. But note that Twitch is affecting all of these Twitch streamers, all of their livelihoods, and most specifically Dr. Disrespect and any other banned player. I've named this the Dr. Disrespect series because that's been what people have been most interested in, and I agree that it's wild to have this multi-million dollar contract just poof out of existence with nary a word from either party. But Outside of Dr. Disrespect, this affects everybody, and what Twitch has accomplished here is to chill the actions of their existing streaming base. And I mean that to say it's not necessarily illegal, it's not any of these really, really bad things, but now nobody will even walk up to the line, in all likelihood, because if you're making a lot of money, if you're feeding your family through Twitch, you're now beholden to this third party which has the right to run their platform, but is using very ambiguous rules and changing rules on the fly to prevent Dr. Disrespect in particular from making a living in very specific ways. And we're going to talk about that as well in just a second. So they added this second paragraph. We just looked in April that this was just one paragraph long. They added this second paragraph seemingly in response to this whole controversy targeted at Dr. Disrespect. And it says the following. In addition, it is prohibited to use your channel to knowingly feature or advertise a suspended user. So let's just break that down for a set, second, right? That's what Nadeshot did to some extent. He didn't really feature them or advertise them as much as he talked to them. It is certainly prohibited, and it has been Twitch's historical understanding, I believe, that if you were to go and take a suspended user, got suspended yesterday, and say, hey, come on to my stream for four hours, we'll talk it over, or we'll just have you playing games, that Twitch would look upon that negatively. And I think based on everything that I've seen reported, that has been everybody's at least unwritten understanding of the rules as it stood. So this is just kind of expressly stating that existing policy, that existing guideline. So that isn't really a surprise, but what is a surprise is the yellow. 
right? Now, we understand that there may be instances where suspended users may appear on your stream due to circumstances beyond your control. You're participating in a tournament. They are also entered into the tournament. They show up in your lobby, such as through third-party gaming tournaments. But we expect, Twitch expects, that you make a good faith effort to remove them from your broadcast, mute them, or otherwise limit their interactions with your stream. So we can tear this down a little bit, but basically what they want you to do is they want you to hit the mute button. Now, maybe that's something that you can do through the Twitch program or through your own kind of OBS or other streaming program where you can still hear this person because presumably you're trying to coordinate with them to win a tournament and not broadcast it out to the world. But if that isn't a possibility or if you aren't set up for it, that could be its own issue just in terms of you being able to win the tournament. But presuming that you can, they expect you to mute them. And that is the new rule that Twitch has set up here. And I want to talk through a few kind of legal aspects of this with you. Because at a fundamental level, if you've been in virtual legality for a while, you know that I generally believe in the freedom of contract. I generally believe that Twitch has the ability to set its own platform parameters. People come in and they argue about freedom of speech and First Amendment things regarding YouTube or Twitch or Twitter or Facebook. And I always point to people and say, the First Amendment is about Congress. It's about government. This has been incorporated against the states and various other governments. So it's not just Congress at the federal level here in the United States. But this amendment is designed to say that the government can't do bad things to abridge your freedom of speech or the press, things in writing, which would include things like chatting uh, or, or text bubbles or what have you, that the government won't do those things. But that doesn't prohibit Twitch from doing those things. Now, you can, of course, criticize Twitch, criticize YouTube, criticize Facebook for not agreeing with ultimately the philosophy of freedom of speech. Certainly the folks that have commented on my section 230 videos where we talk about the Communications Decency Act and whether or not YouTube and Facebook and others should get protections from liability if they're making political moderation decisions, all these kinds of things can of course be critiqued. But at the end of the day, it's not illegal. It's not unconstitutional for them to take these actions. And Twitch built this platform. Twitch built it as Justin TV, which I think Nade Shot referenced. They sold it to Amazon. They did all these various things, but it was theirs. They built it and they have the capacity to say, we don't want Dr. Disrespect on the platform. We don't want you to stream him. And so we are going to take those steps. We're going to add this paragraph and says, basically, you have to mute him. And if you don't, you could get in trouble with us. But Twitch isn't acting alone here. Right? If you've been following this series from the beginning, if you've seen the many references that Dr. Disrespect has made since he's joined YouTube to what has happened, to his general uncomfortability with what happened with Twitch, how he's been interacting with people that are currently streaming on Twitch, how he reacted to Ninja and Shroud going over to Twitch, all these various things, then you know that one of the problems is that Dr. Disrespect has been isolated to some extent through these kind of Twitch decisions and Twitch kind of going and making it more aggressively known that you can't have any contact with Dr. Disrespect in any given tournament has maybe appeared in different places as well. In this same video where he was talking about the three new cadets, he talked extensively about the fact that he was no longer invited to certain Call of Duty tournaments when, as far as he knew, the data supported that he was a very popular Call of Duty streamer. And why does that kind of thing happen? I would argue that that kind of thing happens because 
Activision or whomever doesn't want to get into these situations where his presence or non-presence at a tournament in a lobby like this one becomes the story of the day and not Modern Warfare or Black Ops or whatever it is that they are trying to sell by actually funding this tournament. So Twitch, by making these rules so draconian, is directly affecting Dr. Disrespect's livelihood. And when you start talking about those kinds of issues, remembering that Twitch is California-based, has all of their rules and regulations governed by California law, I believe Dr. Disrespect is in California, we can start talking about kind of unusual things in California law, right? And California has a very specific piece of law in their business and professions code that doesn't necessarily apply to every state in the country. It certainly doesn't apply to Michigan. And this term says the following, except as provided in this chapter, and there are no exceptions that would be relevant to this particular conversation. Every contract by which anyone is restrained from engaging in a lawful profession, trade, or business of any kind is to that extent void. And what this provision has been read in California to mean primarily is that non-competition provisions are not enforceable in California. Now, maybe you haven't read your employment agreement if you have one of these, or maybe you've just never faced one, but a non-competition provision is, as described in this law firm's uh, blog post, Callahan and Blaine, apparently California lawyers, something called a restrictive covenant that is used to restrict an employee's behaviors or actions once they are no longer working for a company. Standard version of this is that you've got an employment contract, you're doing something for the company, and there's a provision in there that says, while you're working for the company, you won't work for any competitors. And for a year after your termination, you won't work for any competitors either. One year, two year, various different time frames and geographies apply to whatever jurisdiction you're looking at. But California has said, nope, non-competitions are completely out the window. You can't do non-competition provisions in the state of California. And it's one of the things that I have to advise clients on, that California attorneys have to advise their clients on. But note the language, it's even broader than that, right? Every contract by which anyone is restrained from engaging in a lawful profession, trade, or business of any kind is void. So when you start to look at what Twitch is actually doing here, one could argue that especially in a circumstance where you haven't established why the ban exists in the first place, what Twitch has done is essentially gone around the horn and started to enforce a non-competition provision against a streamer. Right. And we can imagine this pretty easily. Right. Twitch has gone on and said, hey, we're very popular. We're very big. And you can't stream a darn thing from Dr. Disrespect on this channel. So if he goes to YouTube or he goes to Mixer before Mixer went under or Facebook gaming, you can't stream from him. He can't get any of that. And then maybe the Activisions of the world or the Epics of the world or whoever else is holding big tournaments has to look at this and say, well, all right, I guess it's not worthwhile to invite that person because he's not going to get the stream cred that I want him to have. He's not going to get to have the interactions with the other Twitch streamers that we want to have from a marketing perspective. And now you start to encourage third parties to take actions against this particular individual. Worse, you have all these negative incentives if you're Twitch, right? What if some of your biggest streamers were to go to another station? What if Shroud and Ninja on Twitch were to go to Mixer? What if somebody else were to go to Facebook Gaming or to go to YouTube? What if then Twitch took the action and said, well, we're banning you because of X and we don't have to tell anybody anything. The only thing they have told about Dr. Disrespect, who they announced to the world with fanfare and confetti and everything else they were signing to an exclusivity deal this year is that he's banned. 
They haven't said to anyone why. And so might not Twitch, who let's just say isn't always above board in their decision making, might not they say, okay, this person is banned as well. And now you can't stream him on our platform. And does that start to look like anti-competition? Does that start to look like illegal restraint of trade in California? And I think Dr. Disrespect and some others could probably make the claim that Twitch's actions here are deliberately restraining him from engaging in a lawful profession, not with his own contract, but with the contract they have with Nadeshot. And the California provision here doesn't actually tie the contract in question to the third party affected in question. So if we read this to say every contract by which anyone is restrained from engaging in a lawful profession, you could say the contract with Nadeshot restrains Dr. Disrespect from engaging in a lawful profession to no reasonable business end because you won't tell us what your business reasons are for the ban. So you really start to get into the weeds here and it starts to become an interesting legal question. And I I have no doubt that behind the scenes, the Dr. Disrespect team and the Twitch team who are negotiating something, they may be involved in arbitration, they may just be involved in negotiations, they may be trying to settle the issue, whatever it might be. Part of this conversation is, are you really going to force people to mute Dr. Disrespect when he shows up on a Call of Duty tournament? Because if you do that, then we have all these problems with Activision. And if you do it with the next game, we have all these problems with the next publisher. And that is an unreasonable restraint to trade. We think it's probably void in California anyway. But to the end state here, it's unfair fundamentally. And if we think that you were unfair fundamentally in your termination of us then we've got a really significant problem. The second part of this issue is really from the nade shot side of things, right? Note what they say here. It is prohibited to use your channel to knowingly feature or advertise a suspended user. And we understand there may be instances where suspended users may appear on your stream, but if they do, you've got to mute them or do something else, or we might suspend your account. Now, what's the obvious issue there? Who in the world are Twitch's suspended users? right? Twitch isn't making that knowledge publicly known on a regular basis. Best I could find just Googling it, list of players banned from Twitch is a list of top streamers from Sportskeeda again, which includes Dr. Disrespect and some others. Soda Poppin, Wolf21, Donald Trump, Rafflegator. If I were playing in one of these tournaments, first of all, I'd be eliminated in the first round. So let's just skip ahead and say, if I were playing in one of these tournaments and I had skills that I don't currently have, and I appeared in a lobby with Rafflegator, I wouldn't have any idea that he needed to be muted. And this is the popular ones. These are the ones that actually appear in an article. Who else is banned on Twitch that I would have no idea of knowing about? And yeah, they put in the knowingly here, but you'll note that there isn't knowingly in the yellow part and they expect you to mute them. So unless Twitch is going to publicly make available a list of their banned streamers and perhaps tell us why they are banned so we can understand exactly what's happening with respect to those streamers in particular, then if you are the nade shots of the world, how can you possibly know when or if to mute somebody? Yes, Dr. Disrespect, very popular. Very much known that he was banned from Twitch. Very much appearing in virtual legality very often. But outside of that class, that quality of streamer, how are you supposed to know? So Twitch has once again created this kind of coming and going situation where they can just nail you if they want to, right? And they always had the ability to do that. And it doesn't matter if you signed up to an exclusivity agreement as Dr. Disrespect showed. 
So it doesn't matter if you're Logic or you're Ninja or you're Shroud. They're always going to be able to claim that you breached a community guideline because frankly, if you stream for four hours a day and you're talking throughout that entire period, at some point you said something that they will find inappropriate because at the end of the day, it's what Twitch decides is inappropriate. And so all of these parties could get steamrolled by a Twitch that decides to do so. And I really do think the Dr. Disrespect story and these changes on the fly to make sure Dr. Disrespect is kept down by Twitch really suggest, even if Dr. Disrespect did something awful. And again, in this space, we don't have any insider knowledge. We don't claim any insider knowledge. We are not going out there like various Twitter users and saying, oh, we know this is really bad or we know he did nothing. What we can say is this has gone on long enough. It's gone on quietly. There's really no indication that Dr. Disrespect is not going to be able to continue on YouTube. He has kept many of his sponsors that as this goes on, it seems more and more likely that Twitch's move was at least pretextual at some respect and maybe used a termination provision that wasn't as strong as those Twitch users would have suggested. But even outside of that information, Everybody involved with this platform should be aware that Twitch reserves the right to act ambiguously and to do things against your channel if you didn't mute someone that you maybe had no reason to know was suspended and all in an effort to give teeth to a ban that they haven't properly explained to anyone. So at the end of the day, when we look at these kinds of things, when we look at these guidelines, the one thing I would say to everybody is that they should be aware They should be aware that Twitch is doing these kinds of things. And I'm very thankful for everybody that brought this to my attention really during the last Dr. Disrespect video that this had happened last month. And I just didn't see that it had happened a couple weeks ago. And thank you for bringing that to my attention, but that we all need to be aware of these kinds of things because if there's any purpose for virtual legality, it's to know that they reserve the right to change these rules. These rules affect your livelihood and you need to be aware of them operating on a third party platform because most of you are not Dr. Disrespect. And if they can do it to somebody like Dr. Disrespect, who they had entered into a contract for tens of millions of dollars with, then frankly, they can do it to anybody. And that's worth noting. Maybe they did it for a legitimate reason, but we're unlikely to ever know that. And they're reserving the right to do it for people that just don't mute folks that you may or may not know, or even suspended by Twitch for reasons that they didn't deign to tell you. This has been Virtual Legality for today. I hope you enjoyed this video. If you did, like, subscribe, share, ring bells. Tell folks that we're talking about these kinds of things, the business and law of pop culture, video games, music, movie, television, and everything else that you already like to read about. If you caught this on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. And if you listen to it as a podcast, thank you so much for listening. And I will catch you on the very next episode of Virtual Legality. Virtual Legality is a YouTube video series with audio podcast versions presented as commentary and for education and entertainment purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. If you have legal questions about the topics discussed, please consult your own legal counsel.